Hello everybody, this is Rafal Davidovich. Welcome to the Explorations Podcast. We have been on and off for the last couple of weeks as I was busy getting ready for Shavuos. But as I started yesterday, I want to continue today doing our weekly classes on different topics for each day of the week. And now it is Nach Wednesday, which means we are going to be covering, summarizing, one chapter of the Prophets. We are today at Sefer Shoftim, Perak Hay, which means the Book of Judges, Chapter 5. Chapter 5 is the second chapter of the Devorah story. Chapter 4, you can listen to the recording on either the Explorations podcast or by following on the Shul's uh, audio class page. Chapter 4 dealt with the crisis that the Jewish people were being attacked by Yavin, who was one of the kings up in northern Canaan, and his general, and uh, his general's name, of course, was Sisra. And now, Dvorah has commanded Barak, who was a general, to go fight this war against Sisra, and the army was defeated, and Sisra was then killed by Ya'el, which now leads us to chapter 5. Chapter 5 is known as Shiras Devorah. It is, the, uh, it is an important story, but not for the reasons you think. We often think of this because it is a shira, and we always get excited on some level when there is a song that is being sung in celebration. In fact, this is the reason why we read uh, this story of Devorah on the Shabbos that we read uh, Oz Yashir, the song at the, uh, at the Red Sea because it is also a song of victory. However, what I would like to point out is a number of the areas in which this song of Devorah is all about the theme of Sefer Shoftim in general. You see, Devorah sings, and Barak sings along with her. And what Devorah says, I invite everyone to read chapter 5, is that Devorah says, you know what? Here we are, and the Jewish people were attacked, and not only that they were attacked at once, the entire country was in danger. People felt unsafe living in unwalled towns and cities. They felt that the only way they could remain safe from this threat of Canaan was by traveling to and living in the walled cities. And Dvorah now spends a considerable amount of time in the song praising the leaders and praising the tribes who joined her in fighting this threat. Because she points out that the threat began during the rule of the earlier judge, whose name was Shamgar. And then it took Dvorah to step up to the plate. What does that mean? That means there was no one else. The nation was deprived of leadership. And this is, of course, one of the major themes of Sefer Shoftim, of the Book of Judges, is that people were not stepping up to the plate. And in this case, there was not a single man who was willing to step up to the plate. Even to the extent that when Dvorah told a man, the strongest, most military, warrior-like man in the country, to go fight this war, he was too frightened, and he would only go if Dvorah would join him. Dvorah then spends a considerable amount of time praising people who helped the war effort, so that she praises the tribes of Ephraim and Binyamin and Zevulun and Naphtali. And you see what is happening here? 
These are the tribes that lived in the north, which means that the effort here, and Yisachar as well, the effort was that she had to call upon people to be misnadev, to volunteer their effort. And then she condemns people, and especially tribes, who did not contribute. So she singles out the tribe of Ruvain, who did not contribute. She condemns the tribe of Don for not, uh, for not being involved uh, as well. And she condemns another city, and it's not exactly known what this city is. or Some say it might even be a person. Meroz. That this was someone who did not contribute. These are people who did not contribute. And because of this, Dvorah curses them. Why do you have to curse them? You might think, oh my goodness, here she is, cursing people. But you have to understand the context. A curse is like the modern day version, meaning in the modern day, this is what we would call a cherem, meaning an official condemnation. But what that means is, all she can do is condemn them. All she can do to those who volunteered is praise them, which means she actually had no power. You see, there's something historians speak of, which is what defines the nature of a true government, a true malchus. In English, we call this a coercive community. And the Jewish people in the land of Israel at this time did not possess the power of being a coercive community. So all she could do was thank Hashem for saving them, thank those who volunteered, condemn those who refused to join in the effort, but she had no power to do anything about any of them. So that it took the ultimate volunteer, Ya'el, uh, right? Eishas Hever Hakeni. And this woman is more blessed than others because she, again, like Dvorah, the men were not willing to act, so the women had to act in their stead. And this is why Ya'el is the one who is given credit for truly ending the war. And the song ends with a statement that the land was then quiet for 40 years. So if you look at it in that context, you really understand how Shiraz Dvora is not just a song of celebration. It is an integral part of the theme of Sefer Shoftim, which are all about the pitfalls of weak government and what is necessary for a community to thrive when there is no coercion that is possible. And that is strong volunteers, and especially strong women volunteers as well. Take care, everybody. Thank you all for listening.